Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get conflicting statements and actions from the number one recruit in America. We've got a festering frustration with Lane Kiffin, perhaps from Mississippi State fans. We've got a Lamborghini. We've got SEC Bowl previews. We've got the PTG Outdoors Fishy Line of the Week. And we might even have Will East's favorite Christmas present ever. That is a radio program right there, my friends, and this is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Glad to be with you in the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. If you were like me, you would probably find more return on your investment if the uh, the $10 that you occasionally invested into the Powerball drawing, you just invested it into, uh, into a game at the uh, sportsbook at the Golden Moon. My guess is the odds of winning are better at uh, at the sportsbook, but uh, who knows? Who knows? The prize maybe not quite as big. Check them out online, PearlRiverResort.com. It's PearlRiverResort.com. Love to hear from you this afternoon. Uh, C Spire text line is the best way to do that, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business. Backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. Where? Right here in Mississippi. That's Seaspire Country. Check them out, cspire.com slash business. Good afternoon, friends. Will East in the studio. In place of Michael Borky, Brian Haydad rocking his super soft, genteel hoodie quarter zip. Life is good. Hello, boys. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Hey, uh, How are you? So earlier uh, there, Richard, uh-huh. I, I like introduced. I was like, I was like, hey, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, how are you doing? And he's he just gave me, yeah, whatever. Just gave me one. I of did these, not I don't say care that about life. Did not. No, you know, none of that's it's, true. It's, it's I said, and I quote, I said, and I quote, hey. So nah. I said, hey. So I got accused of being dull, being boring, being lacking energy. So well. Now you don't. Now you don't lit the fire. So good. That's yeah. good. Hey, Dad. That's what we want. That's we want what we want. Fire That's what we pay you for. Well, no, but now, it's, it's, now it's, it's going to be overkill. Now it's going to be. It's going to be out. It's going to be overkill. 
good. You know, it's not even going to be balanced. All right. I know that it would give you a headache, and I know you would feel like not talking for a week after you did it. But do mm. you think you could do an entire show as Ric Flair? No. No. You no. couldn't keep I'd, up the I'd energy long enough? I don't, I, I, it's not that. I, just, I, don't know. I, I would run out of references at some point. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I can no, make no, it no, happen. No, no, no. This would be your take on Ric Flair. Not impersonating Ric Flair. It's but a, you putting it's not, yourself yeah. it's not even an impersonation, yeah. In the thousand yeah. dollar suits. <laughs> in the Rolex watches. Maybe I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie, maybe tomorrow. I, I, I if I tomorrow I will dress up a little bit. Dye your hair I'll see what I can do. And just, yeah, we'll no, that's not ever happening. I, I I don't think I'd be a good blonde. I'm wearing a no. hoodie, but it's not just any hoodie, it's a genteel hoodie, and nobody has ever made one of these look as good as I do. Or something like that. That's not bad. Thanks. That's not bad. That's not bad. I just I was wondering so. if you could do that as well. Uh, congratulations are in order, I guess, uh, from the Mississippi Lottery. Mike in Oxford says he hit the cash pop 30 minutes ago for $1,000. What? Go ahead, Ah, Mike. Paul will be talking about you That's going straight to the tomorrow, Grove Collective, uh... I bet. Wait, say that again? I bet that's going straight to the Grove Collective. Amen. Amen and amen. See, even Brian Haydad is on board with the Grove Collective. He's encouraging you, Mike. I just know just continue to. Uh, I just know that Mike's on board with it. I know, you know, I know how he, I know how he works. Yeah. Uh, one question for Haydad: Are you going to AEW in New Orleans on January 30th? If so, he needs to get a picture with you, the only intelligent state fan that he knows. That's from Steve and Hurley. <clears throat> I am not planning on going down there. No, I'm not going to take a day off to to go to New Orleans for for that. You've taken days off for less fun things than that. Yeah, but I mean, a trip down to New Orleans that's 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 a little pricey right after the holidays. Mm. I mean, not for a high roller like you, there, Flair. I've always thought. See, if we're going to do the wrestling thing, you have to be Flair. You're the rich guy, silver spoon born in your mouth. I am the Dusty Rhodes. I'm the American Dream. I, I, I'm the son of I'm the son of an insurance salesman, if you will. I, I, I can't. I gotta be. I gotta be the common man. Russ and Tupelo, shout out to fellow Chickasaw County and Will East. Hey, Russ. I'm probably related to you. There you go. <laughs> Is everybody in Chickasaw County related? Well, everybody. Not a whole lot to do there. So, yeah. Probably. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, yes, should, yes, that's what that means. No, 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 no keep it as packed as tightly as you can. We, we don't don't even there. think about unpacking it. King Biscuit we says talked that about I the naked like hugs Gilbert yesterday. Godfrey. I didn't sound like Gilbert Godfrey imitating Ric Flair. <laughs> He's the nature boy, Ric Flair. Mm. The most annoying voice. I, he would have made a great wrestling it's a fake manager. Voice too. You know what I mean? He would have made a great wrestling yeah. manager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not even his real voice. I feel like when I impersonate Susan Waldman and her reaction to, Oh, my Roger Clemens is in George Steinbrenner's box of all the things that I... I feel like that's my Gilbert Godfrey impersonation. <laughs> 
It's like I'm trying to impersonate Susan Waldman, but... What? You've heard me do that before. You looked like you had no idea yeah. where I was going with that. I don't. I, well, I've heard the impression. I didn't know the name. I didn't know who Susan Waldman was. Yeah, she's the um, she is the radio analyst on the New York Yankees radio network. She and John Sterling have been together forever. It is it is a pairing, brother. I, I am here to tell you that is a pair to listen to uh, describe a baseball game. If you ever happen to watch a Yankees game while listening to them, mm-hmm. and, and and I understand that that John Sterling is an icon and he's been doing it forever and you know a caricature and all of those things, but but you do, um, you you do question sometimes whether they are actually watching the same game that that you are watching. Which is not necessarily what you want from your trusted local radio team, but I digress. No. Hey, I got a uh, I got a message from uh, from a longtime friend of the show uh, requesting a Mark Keenum impersonation from you. Says it's really good and it's really funny. Is it good? I I, I have my doubts about it. It's like, well, Richard, it's great to be here on the program with you today. Mississippi State University has been doing a lot of great things lately. Uh, you see, Lane Kiffin can't keep us out of his mouth for more than five seconds, and uh, I wanted to thank Lane Kiffin for bringing awareness to what all the great things we have going on at Mississippi State University. That's almost a Rick Stansberry midseason voice. The Stansberry got. midseason is like, well, we just, you know, the freshmen <laughs> were out there. and hey, That guy would, by midseason, that voice was gone. And Roger Clemens is coming back. Oh, my good goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things, of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box announcing he is back. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. So was that Estelle Costanza? It does sound like Estelle. It is the, uh, the one and only Susan Waldman. <laughs> I come in here, you acting like J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> hey, hey, Dad, we have gotten consecutive messages from different people saying that your impersonation of Mark Keatum sounded like Hank from King of the Hill. <laughs> See, my Hank Hill and my Brandon Walker are the same impression. Yeah. Well, damn it, Bobby. A C in English, Bobby. Hell, you speak English. But that's also, I'm Brandon Walker. This is Barstool Sports. It's the same guy. Mm. When did Hank Hill join this show? Yeah. Oh, this is good. This is uh, this is good. Sports Richard sounded more like Edith Bunker. <laughs> Why don't you stifle yourself, Richard? Mm. I walk just in Thursday, right? And you're treating your body like an amusement park. <laughs> I was, I was... <laughs> mo, mo, mo. Sports Talk Mississippi. I laid out all of these topics to get to, and yet here we are. Let's take a timeout. We'll be right back. Let's laugh a little on a Thursday. It's almost Christmas.
North Mississippi. Sports. Sports. On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Richard, speaking of impressions, yeah, we're going we're to play a clip from uh, today's, today's, yesterday's Thunder and Lightning, uh, the, the podcast. This is, we did, we, if I had to do a top four funniest moments of the year on the podcast, this is easily in there. Uh, to set it up, the question we were asked in our, our mailbag was, what would you like, a, a musical act you would like to bring to Starkville? And we brought up bringing ACDC to Starkville. So if, if Will will play the clip. We had some pork rind nachos. We didn't know what pork rind nachos were until we came to Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> I had some dirty deeds after those. <laughs> they shook me all night long. <laughs> We need some TNT to blow up that toilet. <laughs> you ever heard two grown men throw up on a podcast? It's getting close here. Calm down. Well, I got good news. After hearing that, I have I have outstanding news. Not only yeah. will you be the number one podcast in Nepal at the end of the year, you're probably yeah. going to be the number one podcast with eighth graders worldwide. Congratulations yes. on that. With your toilet That's humor. It. Any, your potty Any humor. demographic I can pick up, I will. I will pick it up. So, But the, somebody somebody put together an awesome-looking T-shirt for us. We, I need to make that a real thing. Okay. Of Robbie dressed as Angus Young in the schoolboy outfit. Asking about pork rind nachos. It's fantastic. Hey, Will, can we get official permission from you live while on the air to uh, open a Sports Talk Mississippi merch store? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I have no power to yes. enable or this, but uh, yeah. No, no. You're, you, yeah, we, we, we're, it's happening now. I, th- I think you we're just about to start making it. some real money. It's been enabled. My word Would you like to help fund it? Uh, well, I'll buy some nah, nah, merchandise nah. from there if that helps. Okay. We're just gonna, we're just gonna go talk to to somebody who makes T-shirts, and we're gonna give them some design ideas, and it'll be up and running by the, the end of the month. As long as the they next follow month. our branding scheme, I mean, I'm fine with it. You know. Well, that's where we'll figure that out when we get there. Okay. Well, no, the, the yeah, I mean, like maybe we put our branding stamp on it, but these won't. I mean, these will be in a different yeah. font. I mean. Oh no, he's got to. Yeah, be we're gonna have some different stuff. Going. How are we? No, be, no, gotta be sans serif. You can't. You cannot do non sans serif. You'll you'll see where we're going with it. Don't worry. It's it's. There's not gonna be a lot of words, to be honest with you. We can't do cross one in the Super Talk logo. Cross yeah. one. Yeah, his jet. We're gonna do a cross do one you T-shirt. Ever oh, listen to our radio show? You don't. I do. You don't listen to the product. Why don't you try paying attention to the I'm product? Here. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm listening to you. Two of right us could be on here every day talking about God knows what, and you're just like, "What? Well, they said what?" <clears throat> hey, Dad, I am looking at. Uh, so, if you're watching on Super Talk TV, you see that that ST microphone logo in the bottom left corner. Would there be any way to incorporate mm-hmm. a jet into the into that oh, logo? Yeah, you could do yeah. That. 
That could easily be turned into a jet. Easily. Okay. So, could also be turned into a cowbell very easily, I think. I mean, I've heard bad ideas, and then I've heard what you just suggested, but good gracious. Mm. Mm. Now, could you imagine ACDC with the the cowbell when they came out on stage in Starville? That would be huge. We're going to ring the bell! Yeah! So, any sports happening? (laughs) The number one recruit in the country... Jeremiah Smith committed yesterday to Ohio State. I am having I am having a little bit of trouble making words and actions dovetail into pure 100% genuineness and I could uh, I could use your help. Jeremiah Smith publicly said all of the right things. Um he said my family is not just about the money because I know that's just one thing. I know with NIL, we're going to get that. Everybody's throwing all types of money at us right now. There's just something about Ohio State that is keeping me locked in with them. I can go anywhere and chase the money, but that's not how my family raised me. They want me to go somewhere and earn it. Miami is throwing all types of money at me. Florida, just lots of schools. Ohio State, there's just something about them. I just want to go there. Well, what what is it, Jeremiah, about Ohio State that, that really stood out? The way they care about their players on and off the field. They're one of the best for their players. It's a family up there in Ohio. Thanksgiving, you know. Family. They'll have their players come over and eat with them, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's definitely a brotherhood up there in Columbus for sure. As an aside, Rice University under um, Mike Bloomfield does a – full Thanksgiving meal for the entire team and any family members that want to come. They, they do like 200 Did Jeremiah turkeys. Smith know about this? He might have, I, I might have visited know, Rice. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that Ohio State's doing a better Thanksgiving than, than Rice is. So I mean, maybe that would have been an option. Plus it's uh, in the South. Yeah, and also it came down to a close call between Miami and Ohio State. But, you know, I just got to go with my gut feeling. Just go with who's developing receivers into first-rounders. So that's who I went with. So, keep all of those you know, things in he, mind. He brought, he brought two hats to the the ceremony. He was literally sitting in his chair thinking about where he wanted to go, which I kind of respect, to be honest. Yeah, and, and, and reportedly made his final decision that Ohio State was the place just two minutes before actually announcing where he was going to go. Correct. That's what he says. Right. But so 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 but. so set all that to the side and remember it, and then watch closely the video of him at, at signing day, where he puts on the Ohio State cap after choosing Ohio State based on their turkey and dressing, and picking up a pen and reaching down to sign his national letter of intent. And if you look really really closely, he had a magic pen. Because the pen that he was using never actually touched the paper to ink his signature onto the paper. It was like it was just a prop. And then we played the waiting game. And, hey, Dad, we we were talking about this this morning. Why was it that there was a, a waiting game between his press conference and when he actually 
signed the document and committed to the Ohio State University? Uh, his people were going over the NIL deals to make sure everything was in writing and as it was supposed to be, with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah. But it's not about the money. Part of that deal, the money was, gonna be part of that deal was what kind of meal he was going to be served at Thanksgiving. That was in the deal. He wanted nope. to make sure he got extra. Roll this one out. We are not having cranberry sauce, okay? You can ruin the entire if I can't get extra gravy. Sauce. I'll go to Miami right now if I can't get extra gravy. I mean, your, your call, Coach Day. Uh, having a little bit of fun. I, I, it, is this is this the next step, or is this just having a agents having player? to go over everything? Well, no, is this just a unique player who had an amount of leverage that doesn't exist many places? This, he's a really good high school football player, but there are really good high school football players each and every year. There's a number one player in every class. I mean, so how much more How much more unique can he be? I mean, I'm sure he's very, very good. He'll probably be the next great Ohio State receiver in this incredible lineage they're having of them over the last five or six years. But, I mean... Is he that much better than the second best receiver they could have gotten? Probably not. Yeah. Um, do you blame Jeremiah Smith for what No. He did? No, get what you can. You only got so much time in this life to make money. Do it. Do you prefer to quietly and behind the scenes try to kind of work out your deals or do you like something uh, a little more flashy, a little more out front. <laughs> I, 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 I would I myself would be a little more quiet, I think. But others, who I will not begrudge, maybe like it a little more flashy. So, the question that I would like for you to ponder, if you, Brian Haydad, Will East, I'll even include myself, were a highly coveted recruit for a major university and you were headed to your signing day press conference what mode of transportation would you choose to come in and sign those papers and take those pictures and hear the polite applause for your college choice we will uh, we'll do that and maybe you could uh, maybe you could join in as well what mode of transportation If you were an elite athlete coveted by programs all over the country, would you take to your signing day announcement? Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Back with you right after this. Sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. You know I love sports. On Super Talk Mississippi. Ooh, I wasn't sure we were going to make it there. Tried to short out on me. Hey, Dad, you were going to be flying solo. All right. Are we all good? 
We're, I think we're all good. We're going to put Will East on the hot seat to start things off. Will, you're a, a highly sought-after athlete. Ooh. Lots and lots and lots of colleges want you on their <clears throat> campus to be the leader of their program, the face of their program. This isn't a euphemism for anything, is it? No. No, no, no. No. Okay. And uh, you are headed to go sign your national letter of intent. You're going to make your announcement. What is the mode of transportation by which you are arriving at your um, soiree? I can pick anything. Anything. Regardless of maybe whether it's street legal or not. Yes, uh, sir. I'm going with Gravedigger because there's nothing more American than football and monster trucks. And so we're going to combine the two and go with Gravedigger. <laughs> I'm not signing on signing day. I'm signing on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Grave <laughs> right. digger, not the uh, not the miracle play from uh, Alabama in the Iron Bowl, but the uh, the actual nah. monster truck. The monster truck. Digger. That's you know, a good. Tr- that's a good call. The one that's been that's going forever, even though there's actually like 40 models of it. You know, they got 40 different versions. Yeah, of it. yeah. I'm going with Grave Digger. I think that would get the people's attention. Um, mm. It would. I agree. You know. Cause a lot of ruckus. Plus, with my NIL money, I could probably afford to pay for some of the cars that I would inevitably hit on the way you need to, to the signing. Ceremony. You need to get some. Uh, you need to get some cars lined up with like all of your rival schools yes. painted on there, and just <laughs> go over them on your way to signing. You have the whole schedule. You know the the next year's yeah, exactly. Schedule. Like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dad, what about you? What is your chosen mode of transportation? Can I get a parade thrown in my honor and I, I'm on a float and the float takes me to the uh, the signing day? Can that happen? I mean, the float is me, by the way. It's a big paper mache of me, like, waving. <laughs> so, so you mean like a ride-on float, not one of the inflatable balloons that all the people have to hold? No, not a balloon. Although if I, could get a, if I could get a Macy's... If I get a Macy's Day balloon of myself, I would go for that too. To be honest with you, I'll ride next to Santa in the uh, in the Christmas parade. Some, some booster who you? If not that, I, I'm going. Uh, I'm going helicopter. Cords, you go I want, flying up in the air. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming in on a chopper. No, you're not allowed to say that. Pick a car, man. Not allowed to say a chopper. You're not allowed to say. I can't come in on a chopper. Yeah, check your uh, check your Twitter DMs. Because I just sent you mine. Um, Hold on. All right, so so I thought about a bunch of things. I I thought about channeling my inner Greg Knox and uh, just showing up on a (laughs) four-wheeler. I I thought about... I like how I can't pick, by the way. I I don't have a Twitter DM from you, by the way. uh, It's from Sports Talk Mississippi. I I thought about channeling my inner Richard Cross, host of Sports Talk Mississippi, and saying, I mean, of course I'd show up in... A Ford F-150 for Belk Ford on Highway 6 West in Oxford. <laughs> I I thought about channeling um, my love of the outdoors and saying we're doing like John Deere 5150 open cab tractor. Clean. But ultimately I landed on something far splashier than that. I want to go with the Bell 525 mm. Relentless. What is that? I don't know what that is. Google it. This helicopter is unbelievable. Oh, so you wanted the helicopter. That's yes, why I, I can't already, have it. I had already chosen the helicopter. You could not take that. 
I was going to go with Airwolf. <sighs> Google the Bell 525. It's got like these tall, swivel leather chairs. There's six of them in the cabin of it. Oh, my that Lord. Would be making That's an awful. entrance. Is that not cool? How much does that run you? Uh, a few mil. No, no, no price listed, but my guess is if you have to ask, you can't afford it. So, uh, like Richard would show up and cross one. Well, no, you, but but you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. I would fly to the local FBO and land there in cross one, and then right. would be airlifted right, right. in the Bell Five Twenty Five to the location of the press conference. It's it's, it's a oh, multi-faceted yeah. thing. Obviously, what we're talking about uh, comes from a uh, a tweet yesterday, and that is a uh, a tweet of Dion Smith the newly announced Ole Miss wide receiver, showing up to his signing day press conference in a Lamborghini. Hey, Dad, it was about, what, 8.30, maybe a little bit before that last night when it popped on Twitter, maybe maybe 8 o'clock. And that, that sounds right, yeah. I, I was getting Obi kind of settled in for bed, and we were about to start reading, and I, I was waiting on him to brush his teeth and you know do all his bedtime stuff and, and was kind of sitting there and just scrolling through my phone. I was like... Oh, no, he didn't. He just showed up in a Lamborghini. <laughs> now, you, and, you didn't see him actually drive it. You just see you should see him getting out of it. So I don't know whether he actually drove it there. There's no, I haven't seen any footage of him driving. Have you seen any footage of him driving it? No, no, I have not. Um, I'm, I'm just going with 2 plus 2 equals 4, and I'm, I'm assuming that he did. If not, I mean, that's quite the prop for just a photo op. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> It certainly got a lot of traction, um, and the the funniest part was it's like, what are my kids learning in school these days? And and so Obi climbs into bed. And we're getting ready to read. And I'm like, hey, check this out. He and he looked at it. He goes, "Is that a Lambo?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, yes, it is." As a matter of fact, yeah. So uh, thought it was pretty cool. Uh, some of your chosen modes of transportation on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. I'm pulling up in, or should I say, coming down in a tandem parachute. What, didn't we have a, did, wasn't there a player that did that? There was a an announcement video a couple years ago. Yeah. Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly was. Uh, Dwayne and Brandon, why not ride in on a white horse? <laughs> I'm coming in the new car that they bought my mother. That's from Dave. <laughs> well played. No, your mother bought the car, technically. The paperwork's in her name. Uh, Mike says he's using Cross One. Okay. A lot of assuming here. Uh, how about this one? I'm coming in it's in... Like, like you just let people use it. I mean, I, that, 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 I've asked like ten times. Cotton Combine or Piggyback. Right. Now, can we talk about what kind of a flex it would be by the way, we're talking about either a cotton picker or a combine, not a cotton combine. I don't think they make those. Um, so can we talk about the flex that it would be if you rolled up in a brand-new combine or a brand-new cotton picker to your signing day? Because you just think a Lamborghini's expensive? <laughs> yeah. Have you, want, have you yeah, priced wanna... a new cotton picker in green paint in the last? I, you know, I... that may be a seven-figure vehicle right there. I don't remember. uh the what exactly the name of the piece of machinery was, but last year when Borky and I did that remote at the uh, Farm Bureau uh, at the at the at the convent at the Ag Center, 
Right, right. They had some sort of million, some million dollar piece of tractor equipment. There we go. I'll show up in that. If you're signing with Mississippi State, come on. <laughs> this guy said, you show up in a million dollar John Deere. OJ's Bronco were wearing one glove. Jeez. Um, That's rough. John says he'd roll into signing day on a bicycle. He said I would endear myself to the common fans and let them know that the NIL money will not be wasted. There you go. Uh, CC instead of Tobia, Ford F-150 with dirty tires, and afterward I'd get a brand new one with clean tires. There you go. Uh, we got we got some numbers here. A Bell five two five is twenty million to buy or three to four thousand an hour to rent. That's reasonable. Uh, somebody said they'd pull up in a semi. That's, the, no, that's not a terrible idea. Uh, Donald in Oxford, new cotton pickers running one point two million. There you go. I mean, it's like a really big computer on wheels now. And I think the last time I, I sat in a cotton picker, so Obi was younger, and, and I took him to a buddy of mine's farm in the, in the Delta. Uh, they were harvesting. And, yeah, he got to get up in the cotton picker and whatever. And at that point, that's probably been, let's see, he is 11 now. He's it's probably been six years ago. And I think they were running about eight eight fifty at that point, brand new. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So... What's your reaction to Deion Smith showing up in a Lamborghini? Cool, fun, great, yes. terrible idea. It's fun. It's cool. It's fun. Now you know. Ten years ago, that would have been a terrible idea. <laughs> ten years ago, you might as well just tell the NCAA to come on down. But now, yeah, why not? I don't think he bought a Lambo. I think he probably got it from a dealership or something. Then they set something up with him because it's because almost that thing where they had the photo shoots. With those mm-hmm. those cars, so probably something similar to that. But it's cool. So you don't think he dropped three hundred on a brand new Lamborghini? I don't think he dropped three hundred on a brand new Lamborghini. If he did, more power to him though. Will is there anywhere in Jackson you can right get a Lamborghini? Really? Yep. Wow, see him every day. <laughs> you ever taken one for a test drive? No, they. I think it's by appointment only. Okay. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap up the first hour. With Make you an appointment. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We did get a good message during the break from uh, Big Daddy in Loosedale. said that uh, he would show up to his signing day press conference in the Budweiser wagon behind the Clydesdales. That's good. That's a good choice. Pretty strong. Which sent Will East down a bit of a rabbit hole. Will, you, you came up with a new plan. Yes, my new plan is it depends on which school I am committing to. Okay. To endear myself to the fans and the yeah. to the people that are giving to this NIL deal, 
For instance, if I was to commit to Alabama, I would show up on an elephant with a speaker system attached, playing Sweet Home Alabama as I roll up. Uh, if it was Georgia Tech, I would be riding in the Rambling Wreck. If it was Oklahoma, I'd be on the Sooner Schooner. If it was Florida State, I'd be on Renegade, me and Chief Osceola throwing the spear. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? USC, oh, what, I'm what, on the what, chariot what? with the sword. I guess you could be inside a Trojan horse. Or a traveler. Um, what about if you chose Colorado? Well, Would you I don't attempt know if, to ride Ralphie? I don't know legally if that's possible. I'm sure it is. I'm sure you could ride a buffalo. Can't you ride a buffalo? What if it was LSU? So there used to be this guy in, in Baton Rouge who drove a... Uh, I don't think that's tiger, where Hey Dad was going. Tiger Stripe painted uh, Lambo. So if I couldn't get that one, then I would do something with Mike the Tiger. I don't know what I would do. Are you just like saddle up and ride on Mike the Tiger's back? I don't know. You know I'm like, sure that'll go well. I don't know. Something. It'd, it'd come up with something. Okay. Me on top of the cage as they pull it around. Committing to Campbell University. That'd be great. Ooh, get a camel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ride a camel. And signing day is on a Wednesday. Hope day. Yeah. Hope day. If you go to Texas A&M, you could go with, like get all the milkmen to like hold you up on like like all those Egyptian things, yeah. you know. Like you're the queen of Sheba. Yeah. If yeah, I, if I can yeah, have the milkmen. If I commit to, to SMU, I would I would borrow Eric Dickerson's gold. Uh, mm. What was it called? Hey, Dad, what was the car called? The Trans A&M. Trans A&M, what? <laughs> yeah, they called it the Trans A&M. The Trans A&M. Because A&M paid for it, but he went to SMU. <laughs> uh, David says you better not commit to Texas. I think the point is he doesn't think riding Bevo is the best plan. Yeah. No. You show up on a train if, if you commit to Ole Miss? Or? Well, I mean, Ole Miss has a a plethora of options. I mean, you got the shark, you got the bear, you got, you know, there's Just tape there's any... a shark to a to, to a <laughs> Cadillac and you'll Jim be all McElwain right. all over again, two days in a row. It just we're, won't stop. We're right back. We're right back there. We're going shark hunting. Oh, Mike says Oklahoma State save a horse, ride a cowboy. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Um, Once again, you need to read the, the text before the text <laughs> comes through. You need you oh, need I, to just give us a little something there. I did. I did. I don't know. My mind I never believed live you. in the gutter quite like yours does. Hey, Dad. I mean, the, it says "Ride a Cowboy." I mean, what do you what do you what do you think that song's about? I'm going to tell you, it's not about transportation. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what you want. Ay ay ay. There's this very defined line, and hey, Dad, you just you just insist I'm just on here. I'm crossing just... it over and I over haven't crossed and anything. Over. I haven't crossed anything. The FCC is like he's fine. Hey, yesterday uh, when we got finished on Sports Talk Mississippi, Brian Haydad hosted Thunder and Lightning, the radio version. I did, and uh, he had Chad Bumpus, new wide receivers coach, on at Mississippi State as a guest. We will bring that to you later in the show. We've got our PTG Outdoors. Fishy line of the week coming up, and I have a question that I want to ask when we come back and start the 4 o'clock hour. Is Mac Brown Pollyanna 
or is he genuinely a good guy? We're talking about the head coach at the University of North Carolina. If you missed the story at the uh, at the end of the regular season, NC State beat North Carolina. Dave Doran, who is normally pretty reserved, was in the locker room with his team, but the ACC network cameras were inside the locker room as well, and they caught some of Dave Doran's comments about those pesky Tar Heels from Chapel Hill. Well, Matt Brown is still bothering him. Still bothering him. He's in his signing day press conference yesterday, and he brings up the comments that were made by Dave Doran after the final regular season game of the year in his locker room. So, again, is Matt Brown just Pollyanna? Expects things to be a way that they actually aren't? Or is he one of the actual, real, genuine good guys in college football? There are a few of them out there. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll tackle that next in the Pearl River Resort Studio as we roll into the 4 o'clock hour with you right after this. To Sports Talk Mississippi. <laughs> On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon, the 21st of December, four days until Christmas. Feels like an appropriate time to check in with our famous procrastinator, Will East, and ask if he has bought any Christmas presents yet. I purchased my first one at lunchtime today. Hey, all right. There you go. That four, is four more to go. So there we go. You got one and you've got four to go. Four people to go. Yeah. Okay. Not just right. not four presents. I got all mine wrapped today. Did you? Look at you. Yeah. I say wrapped. I wrapped one of them. The rest of them are in bags. You don't but. do the bag yeah. The bag thing is a godsend because I can't one, one thing I had to wrap. I was like, it was a box. I was like, I'll just wrap it. And you know, I wrapped it in typical fashion of that. I used way too much paper. It looks terrible, but it's fine. It's got. I, I did it in such a way that when you turn it over, one side is just smooth. It's fine. But if you turn that thing over and look at where the folds that, are, you're that like tape. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you just wrap this thing in duct tape, Dad? No, no, it might as well have. What was uh, what was high on the wish list for um, for the Hey Dad girls this year? Uh, just some new, just, just various clothes of the things that they enjoy. I did, I got, nobody's listening, so I can say it freely. I did get everybody some new Mississippi State gear. We're sort of lacking in that for, for my children, so got them some new shirts. Well, there you go. There you go. I asked Obi today, I was like, hey, man, what do you think Santa's going to bring? He said, 
I don't know. I wasn't much help this year. <laughs> I was like, wait. Which is honest. I said, do you mean like Please you weren't do. much help around the house and you're not sure he's bringing anything? He's like, no, no, no. Like, I just didn't make a list. I didn't ask for anything. Oh, I, was like, oh, I thought you. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to figure out just how honest he was being. I was like, well, you know, kid, yeah. you really haven't been a whole lot of help. But <laughs> To be honest, yeah. Dad, he might just skip by this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So I was like, so you're just relying on Santa for surprises. He's like, that's what he normally does anyway. I was like, well, okay, good luck. Hope it turns out great. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi with you. We are coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. DancingRabbit.com. Uh, DancingRabbitGolf.com. That's where you go to book your tee time, plan your trip. DancingRabbitGolf.com. I've mentioned it several times. If you're like Will East... And you procrastinate. You wait until the very end to buy Christmas presents. And you're trying to figure out what to get. And you have a golfer in your life. That's a really easy solution. Give them a call at the uh, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club and do a gift certificate. I think Dwayne and Brandon did that a while back for uh, his son and said it was received exceptionally well and really enjoyed it. So you can do that, too. DancingRabbitGolf.com, part of the Pearl River Resort. Uh, we'd love for you to join us on the ceasefire text line if you would like, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet. Learn more at ceasefire.com slash business. That's ceasefire.com slash business. So I asked you before the break, is Matt Brown genuinely a good guy, or is he um, is he a bit of a Pollyanna? And somebody said... Um, Somebody sent some John sent us a message. He's like, Pollyanna isn't genuinely a good person. Matt Brown is actually genuinely a good guy. Pollyanna turned out good in the end. Someone um, who is described as a Pollyanna means impressible optimism, seeing the good in everything, trying to find the good in everything. Matt Brown did not see the good in the post-game speech that was given by NC State's head coach Dave Doran. It came up again yesterday in his um, press conference for signing day. Video evidence shows us that Dave Doran said, it's been 1,460 days since those pieces of blank beat us. Hmm. Mac Brown took umbrage, severe umbrage. He said, quote, I've never heard something like that before. I'm disappointed. I thought it was classless. It's not true. We didn't play well in the game. We didn't coach well in the game. It's been very well documented, and I got that. But you don't call kids a piece of poo. And I've addressed it with our team. I apologized to to them. He apologized to his team for what another coach said about them in his locker room. He goes on to say, uh, Dave Doran does, said he was unaware that cameras were in the locker room and said that he had oh. called Mac Brown to apologize. He says, obviously, if I knew I was on camera, my language not, would not have been what it was. Does that make it any better? No. I did call coach and apologize because I could have used a lot of different words. They caught me in a heat-of-the-moment situation in the locker room, celebrating a huge win, and I was fired up about how we played. I have respect for coach. So the last thing I wanted for him to feel that, and again, it's not an excuse, but it shouldn't have been on TV. 
I could have said that in a much more professional way, and I regret not doing that. What I don't regret is having passion with my players and celebrating a big win. I'm going to continue to do that. Hopefully down the road we'll get the courtesy that we deserve when we're going to be on TV in those moments. Hey, what are our takeaways here, Brian Haydet? Well, my first one is from Doran. Just, just own it. Just own it. Yeah, I said it. What of it? They don't like it. Well, we'll play them next year, see if they can do something about it. Just, I mean, the fact that you're all, you should be the same person on and off camera. You know, I might use a little more colorful language when I'm off camera because the FCC demands that of us. But the sentiments are all the same. So if he just said, hey, it's been however many days since those, you know, by gum shysters we beat. Sons you know, of guns. What, what, son, sons of a bee sting. Yeah, just, 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 just own it, Dave. Former Ole Miss coach Dave Doran, just, just own it. <laughs> but then with, with Mac Brown, as soon as you said it, I got a, a message from a, a friend of ours who's in the who's in the same business as us who had a chance to interview Mac Brown. He said it couldn't have been nicer, nice, one of the nicest guys ever had to deal with in the uh, in the business. But I think Mac Brown is just you know he's he's an older guy and you know think he. I refuse to believe Mac Brown at the same time hasn't dropped some some profanity in his life. He's a football coach. Very rare would you find one that hasn't. You know, there are, there are certainly some out there, but I don't know that Mac Brown is one of them. So, well, I don't know. I I, I just feel like this is one of those stories. It's just like, come on, yeah, I I can't get too 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 plussed about it. The only problem that I have with anything that Mac Brown said was was his very first line. I've never heard something like that before. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. I mean, unless you've gone through your entire life with earmuffs on. You've heard someone call it a POS before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the friend that texted you. Um, I have heard nothing but good things about Mac Brown forever. Like he is a genuinely good person, mm-hmm. and he defends his players and he defends his team. You you saw that with the um, oh what was the player's name that that was out for early part of the year. The wide receiver, Tez Walker. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really went to bat for him and and called the NCAA to the carpet. But I feel like you got to have a little bit of self awareness. Also, you're playing in a rivalry game that you lost, and there's kind of like a to the victor go the spoils element to that. And football's a passionate game. It's a passionate game for the players. It's a passionate game for the coaches. For, for everybody, it's, it's a passionate game for the fans. So being that offended over something another coach said in his locker room to his team, well, I don't know about getting offended for that. Somebody on the ceasefire text line says, it's not about the profanity, it's the disrespect. What was it? What was it? Rory said to the guy in the team meeting at the PGA Tour. Well, play better. Yeah. Don't, don't lose. It's easy to shut people up. You just got to beat them. Uh, cameras should never be allowed in sports locker rooms. Uh, that's just not how things work nowadays. Mac Brown is senile. Well, I don't think Mac Brown's senile. <laughs> oh, just went, we'll just go straight straight to the other extreme there. 
Yeah. Yeah, like and a lot of times you have a coach who'll be like, Hey, turn everything off, turn everything off. But you always got that one person who doesn't do it. And then they're the ones who put it out there. So Yeah. I've been in a lot of post game locker rooms and I can um I can assure you that calling the other team POSs is not anywhere close to the worst thing I've heard in a locker room. I mean, good great Tennessee in the in the, the David Cutcliffe and Phil Fulmer eras. They used to sing the, the song after every team they beat. We don't give a darn about the whole state of whoever they just played. Is that disrespectful? Is that just celebrating? I don't know. Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. The PTG Outdoors Fishy Line of the Week coming up next. On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort studio. It is time for the fishy line of the week. It's brought to you by PTG Outdoors. Check out their website, ptgoutdoors.com, or you can uh, can visit them in person. We are getting close to Christmas, and uh, we've talked a little bit about this in the past. Get an outdoorsman in your life. So, right, getting the right Christmas present is all about figuring out what the person who is special enough to you that they weren't getting a Christmas present, what do they like? What are their interests? And then you got to try to not be too cute, right? If if you have a golfer in your life and you're like, ooh, I'm just going to go to this golf website and see what I can find, and you come up with, uh, like, rubber iron covers, well, Clearly, you don't know the game, and if they're a decent golfer, they're going to roll their eyes at you. They may smile and say thank you, but they don't like the gift. If you just buy any old present from an outdoors place, then you uh, you um, you could come up empty. That's why you don't do that at PTG Outdoors. You go to the experts, and you talk to them about what um, uh, what the person in your life likes, Maybe they're a hunter. Maybe they like to fish. Maybe they just like to be outside and have a good time. And you let Brandon uh, help you out. Uh, PTG Outdoors, Greenville, Grenada. They've got Camus boats. They're a mercury authorized dealer and warranty center. And I'll tell you what we told you last week. They've got Garmin products. And if you buy a new Garmin product to be installed on a boat, then you uh, you get that installation for free, standard installation free. It's got to be bought before the end of the year. The installation doesn't have to happen by the end of the year, but you got to buy it before the end of the year. Standard installation is free. And so we now turn our attention to Brian Haydad for the PTG Outdoors Fishy Line of the Week. All right. So obviously I want to look at bowl season, and, you know, it's difficult to predict these bowl games. I mean, you never know who's playing. You, you never know what's going what's going to happen. 
you got matchups of teams that don't ever play each other, so you don't have a lot to go on. But James Madison and Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl, Amon G. Carter Stadium, Fort Worth, okay. Texas. James Madison, I mean, they they were cruising right along, and, and, and you know people were trying to put them into the, uh, the to the to the one of the access bowls at one point, you know, and then they had that late season loss, but they were really good all season long. And Air Force was kind of like that for a few weeks there, and then it just kind of fell apart for Air Force. James Madison only a two point favorite in this one. I understand that's the Armed Forces Bowl, so you know maybe Air Force has a little uh. Well, home field advantage there, but I think James Madison's going to run all over them. So shout out to Kelso here. I think that's fishy. I, I, I think it, that James Madison should be at least a touchdown favorite in this. All right. Touchdown favorite. That's what they should be. Air Force had some injuries. I actually, sorry, Kelso. I actually think in the uh, the bowl pick contest that I'm in with some friends, I think mm-hmm. I actually picked Air Force in that game. Uh-huh. I'm I'm regretting that, I think, with uh, with your explanation. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Glad to be with you. All guests on Sports Talk Mississippi appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Um, I I got a, a call as we were coming out of the break. Hey Deb from uh, from our mm-hmm. buddy Tom Hart, and I texted him. I was like. Uh, I'm on the radio. Everything okay? I was like, you want us to just call you back on the air? He's like, yeah, call me up. <laughs> so I think we're about to have Tom Hart on the Farm Bureau guest line. That's coming in uh, in just a moment. Uh, we'll just check in with Tom. I don't know. We, we talk Christmas presents with him. We talk bowl games with him, basketball, wherever you want to go. You, ne- you never know what you're going to get when Mrs. Hart's baby boy is on the other line of the phone. And that's what you've got right now, Tom Hart from the SEC Network and ESPN. We're, we're just kind of having a good time, Tom. And so I was like, hey, you want to call? You said, sure, why not? So uh, what's up, buddy? Uh, nothing. My, yeah, my mom's, my mom Susie would be so thrilled to know that instead of being on the phone with her, I'm yapping with y'all. Well, surely you've already talked to your mom at least once today. You're a good son. I literally, I literally hung up on her when, when the the phone came in, when the call came in. I was like, "Mom, I gotta run." <laughs> Doing a radio bit. All right, you've got uh, you've got three kids: one that's about to go to college, one that's in high school, and one that is what almost to high school. Two girls and a boy. What is at the uh, the top of the Christmas wish list for the uh, for the Hart children? They are so low key that there is. Like you get to a certain age when um, I, you know I don't. I'm sure there's some families driving around listening right now. So I'll, I'll try to be, um, yeah. I don't know as as correct as I can. But you get to a certain age where the older kids they they kind of steal the Christmas joy from the younger one, right? So I actually was asking the seventh grader the other day about some Christmas themes and ideas and whatever, and she's like, Dad. Just it, whatever, like whether they're wrapped or unwrapped under the tree or, you know, on the coffee table, I don't really care. She goes, I just want to have a cup of coffee and a big breakfast and sit around by the fire and enjoy Christmas Day. And, and so whatever Santa brings, she's going to be okay with. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, listen, I know Santa in the past 
at least in the communications we've had with them in our household, that's a a really stressful decision-making process, right? Like, his elves are making these toys, and there's basically unlimited choices. And you don't want your kids to be unhappy when they come down in the morning, but the reality is, at some age, they just prefer to play with the wrapping paper. They don't really care what's in there. <laughs> we actually had a, an interesting situation in our house uh, on Sunday. We got home from church on Sunday, and there was a letter on the uh, on the front door from Santa Claus uh, checking Whoa. in on Francis, our youngest, and saying that, that our elf, Mr. Bojangles, had given some pretty good reports, and he apologized, but said that because of some packing issues in his sleigh and all the presents that had to be delivered, he, he actually needed to deliver her present early, and uh, she had to go back in the backyard and, and discovered that a, uh, a swing set from Santa had been delivered, uh, I guess, sometime after we left for church and got home on Sunday. It was incredible. You know, listen, his flexibility these days is <laughs> is second to none. I don't know how he did it in the olden days, but I, I think he realized, like any, like Santa Claus, Inc., like any great corporation, they realized with a little bit of communication and flexibility that, um, you know, the consumer will take it whenever. We don't have to be as rigid with their rules as we always were. That's genius. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I mean, kind of crazy. Go ahead, Hayden. That's how, you know, I mean, corporations nowadays. Yeah, corporations nowadays, like Amazon, Santa sees how that, that works. He can take from those corporations and add his own little whimsical twits to it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, a little it's magic not... pixie dust, and boom, there's a swing set. Boom. Hey, when are, when are we going to see you on television next? Um... Saturday, midday, 11 a.m. on ABC, we've got the Birmingham Bowl um, with Taylor Beth Davis on the sideline and Cole in the booth, and that is Troy and Duke. And um, and then we've got the Alamo Bowl with our regular Saturday night crew, which is, uh, I, I'm really, ex- I mean, I'm excited about all of them, but um, I think this has a chance to be a thriller with Arizona and Oklahoma, and it'll be, it'll be really fun for all of us, um, I think, to get to know Oklahoma a little bit before they come into the league. Yeah, and and that's here. Uh, I mean, it, it, like, it, we've talked about it so much and for so long, Texas and OU coming, Texas and OU coming, and it's finally here. Next football season, Texas and Oklahoma are part of the SEC. And and when you, like, when, when you realize it's here, it's like, this is a little crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, and by the looks of what's happening in Tallahassee, you know, that carousel may not be done spinning just yet. I, I'm really excited by it. I'm an old Big 8 guy. That's the college football I grew up on. Um, you know, I grew up on Jamel Holloway and Brian Bosworth and, and Barry Switzer and, and those guys coming to my hometown and just beating the snot out of Mizzou every other year. Um, and then in the Big 12, seeing Texas. and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think they're perfect fits for the league. Um, and, and, you know, listen, one of them's in the playoff, the other one's on the uptick. It, the league ain't getting any easier. As great as signing day was across the board for everybody in the conference, maybe maybe not so much Billy Napier, but, um, you know, it, it's time to keep up with the Joneses times 10. The music is playing. That means we're out of time. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks for jumping on, and uh, Merry Christmas, talk Tom. to you soon. 
Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year. See you guys soon, I hope. Uh, apologies to Mrs. Hart for interrupting the call from her baby boy. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We'll be right back. in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome again, Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Thursday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Never know who's going to stop by on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Alongside Brian Haydad and Will East, I'm Richard Cross. We are all coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Have you given that any thought on the the Texas NOU thing to the SEC? Because we started talking about this, what, three summers ago? We were in Hoover. We were in Hoover at SEC Media Days. So you were talking to Billy Lucci of you, all you people. You had just interviewed Greg Sankey. You had just yeah. got done with an interview, and then the news broke after the interview. Yeah, great timing, huh? <laughs> I mean, what if we had been on the air with him and just saw that pop up on Twitter? And be like, um, hey, since we've got you here, I kind of feel like Greg, I need why to ask we've him. got you here? Yeah, goodness. Yeah, I guess timing is everything. Yeah. So I was serious when I said that a second. We were talking to Tom, and like we've been talking about, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC. We saw Ole Miss, Texas in, what, 2011 and 2012? I think those were the years. Um, Yeah. Yeah, 11 and 12. And it was really, really cool. We'll get Mississippi State at Texas this year. We'll get Oklahoma at Ole Miss this year. Those really conference games. And maybe I'm being really weird about this, and, and it's not my intention at all, but it's like it's gone from the... Oh, it's coming. It's the hypothetical to it's here. Like, yeah. We got the football schedules and those teams are on them and those games count in the conference standings. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about it uh, the other day. A, a couple a couple things popped in my head. I don't I don't know why I was thinking about media days, but I was thinking in terms of I got to pick 1 through 16 this year. There's no divisions. Yeah. Like that's that feels difficult, just off the off the, the the thought of it. And then I was thinking about the show, and I was I, I was thinking about Jackson Dart, and I was like, where where would I rank him next year, going into the season? I was like, is he? I, I guess he's third behind Milrow and and Beck. And I thought about it for a minute. I was like, wait a minute, yours is in the SEC next year. Yeah. So I was like, "Wow, I guess I guess I guess he's fourth. I would have him fourth behind that." And I did, that's when those two things, those two discussions I had with myself, uh, uh, like a week or two ago, were what really sort of settled me into. And then we had a I had a 
question come in on the podcast when we do our mailbag that was about the 14 coaches in the SEC, and I was like, well, 16 now. 16 coaches in the SEC. Yeah. Are there any other quarterbacks that are even in that conversation next year? So Milrow at Alabama. Uh-huh. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be at Arkansas. No. We don't know it's going to be the Boise State transfer, but I don't know. I mean, do we know who's going to be the quarterback at Auburn? I mean, I guess Peyton Thorne is back. No. No. But no. Ashford's in the portal, so. You know, at Florida, it's it's going to be Graham Mertz again, presumably. Mm-hmm. We know it's going he to be had a Carson. really good year. Yeah, he did. We know it's going to be Carson Beck at Georgia, right? At Kentucky, who was the who was the transfer quarterback that? So uh, the Georgia transfer, Brock uh, Vandergriff. Brock Vandergriff, the the likely starter there. Yeah. At LSU, probably Nussmeyer. I don't. I can't imagine it's AJ Swan. Very clear at Ole Miss that it's going to be Jackson Dart. Mm-hmm. At Mississippi State, I think it's going to be Blake Shapen. We know at Missouri that uh, that Brady Cook is back. Brady Cook. Mm-hmm. And and if you're ranking those guys, he's fifth now, based on the conversation that we're having. Mm-hmm. South Carolina. Don't know. Tennessee, it's going to be Nico. I guess, yeah. Texas A&M. Wegman should be back. It'll be Connor Wegman. No idea at Vanderbilt. No. No. We we know it's going to be Quinn Ewers at Texas, Mm -hmm. and we assume it's the hotshot freshman at Oklahoma. Jackson Arnold, yeah. Like half the league, we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, and we kind of had, we didn't have that going into. I, I I don't remember last December, to be honest. But I mean, yeah, I remember going into media days last year, and I was like, there are five proven quarterbacks in this conference, uh, and and you know, two of them had really good seasons this year, and three of them disappointed, you would say. So next year, though, I think we have. Like the top tier guys, those first four, uh, Milro, Beck, Ewers, Dart, those are elite guys. Those are guys that I think are all. Has Brady guys. Cook earned the right to be in that conversation too? He, uh, to me, he's in the, he's just a tick below those guys. Okay, just just a tick. He's really really good. Is he elite? I don't know. And then, you know, yeah. After that, we got to figure some stuff out. I mean, you can, you can make a, a case based off of what you just listed right there that Shapin might be like sixth or seventh. It's based off, you know, returning to his numbers and all Maybe. that. I mean, I guess Mertz would be sixth. Mertz is probably a solid six, so Shapin could be seventh. I don't know if he'll end up there, but just preseason. We had National Signing Day, and so we've got all of the, the recruiting rankings that are out there. And by all accounts, Ole Miss finished with a with a good recruiting class. Mississippi mm-hmm. State finished with a pretty good recruiting class. You know where they're ranked? Mm-hmm. Ole Miss is 19th nationally. These are the on-three rankings. Mm-hmm. 19th nationally. Yeah. Tell me about that website again. Yeah, that's right. On-three. 
19th nationally, 10th in the SEC. Mississippi State, 29th nationally. And if we're going 16 teams, they're 14th in the SEC. One spot ahead of Arkansas at 30 and Vanderbilt at 41. And of course, it doesn't take transfers into account. I mean, so correct. If you're an Ole Miss fan, you know you you might be looking at that cross side. But 19th in the country seems like it should be really good. It's 10th in your own conference. Listen, so it's Georgia one, Bama two, Texas mm-hmm. five, Auburn seven, Oklahoma eight, LSU ten, A and M twelve, Tennessee thirteen, Florida sixteen. Despite the craziness of the day, and then you've got Ole Miss at 19, South Carolina at 20. Missouri at 24, mm-hmm. Kentucky at 25, State at 29, Arkansas at 30, Vandy at 41. And State will likely move into the top 25 if they get one of Stonka, Burnside, and Daniel Hill. If they get them both, they'll, they'll definitely be in the top 25. So, I mean, yeah, you're talking about <laughs> 12 out of 16 teams, whatever it is, in the top 25. All right, so, murderous. so, so recruiting rankings have been a harbinger of national champions when you go blue-chip endings, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to be in the top five nationally if you're not loaded with four-star and five-star recruits. And we know Georgia's doing it over and over and over. We know Alabama's doing it on the regular. We know Ohio State's doing it. We know Texas has been doing it. Oregon has moved into that category. It, it, it just happens year after year after year. But the transfer portal has changed so many things are team recruiting rankings the day after National Signing Day still relevant at all? Yes. Because who did you say the top two were? Georgia and Alabama. And who are the two best programs in the country? Georgia and Alabama. Georgia and Alabama. Where where was Ohio State? Three. Where's Michigan? 17, actually. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's that's a little surprising. Of course, it helps when you know all the plays. You you can have you can have a little less player there. What? But yeah, I mean, one yes. spot ahead of Southern Cal at eighteen. For the most part, the elite elite programs will still build through high school. They'll take they'll use the portal to fill holes, but they're not going to go all into the portal the way that Ole Miss is. That's why Ole Miss had to do something different, and they did it, and it's worked. Simple as that. They, they knew they, they weren't going to they weren't going to beat Alabama by by being Alabama. They had to find their own way. Yeah, I'm not saying they beat Alabama. I'm just saying they're closer to it than they probably ever been. So the rankings are still relevant for what the top five, the top yeah eight ten. If you get a, I would I, I would might even break it down like at, play, at the player level. If you get a five star player, you got a great player. You got a great player, but your mid three stars, your low four stars. You can't, I mean, you hope that they develop, but chances are they're going to develop for somebody else. Sports Talk Mississippi will wrap up the 4 o'clock hour with you right after this timeout.
is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at Supertalk TV, supertalk.fm. Of course, on your Supertalk Mississippi radio stations, is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Find them online at visitoxfordms.com. Holly Jolly Holiday still going. Everybody's kids are out of school now, and it doesn't take long once kids are out of school to have kids going, I'm bored. So what do you do? Well, you take them to the ice rink at the Old Armory Pavilion at the intersection of University Avenue and Bramlett Boulevard. Got ice skating there. It will be open through January 7th for other things that are happening in Oxford. Check out the website, visitoxfordms.com, and follow along on all of their social media channels. Good to be with you. Um, I, I feel like we saved the uh, the Florida State discussion for the college football fix. Hey, Dad, have you, have you, I, I know you kind of hate this stuff because it's hypothetical and it's courts and it's boardrooms and it's school administrators and attorneys and all of those things. But how much have you looked at this and, and kind of the, the what's new for Florida State? I mean, like, that, that's kind of where I'm stuck right now is, you had all of these conversations going back to last February, and then all of the kind of threatening statements from Florida State brass back in August leading into the season. You've got the, the board members who say, well, we got to get out. we got to do something. Had a, a board member saying this document, referring to the grant of rights, won't keep us from leaving the ACC. You had the president saying, I don't really see a path forward for us here. I don't know how we'll be able to stay. And then they get the snub, and they get the um, the letter from Bill Hancock, the commissioner of the, or I'm sorry, the executive director of the college football playoff, where he refers to the ACC as a so-called Power Five conference. Close quote. I'm not sure what he intended that to be was the same thing as the way it was perceived publicly, but but nevertheless. So what's different, other than? They're even madder now than they were in August and February before that. Well, they're even madder. And then, you know, everybody's got a boiling point. Everybody's got a point where I can't take this anymore. And Florida State getting left out of the, of the playoff was their point. That's when they were just like, we, we can't continue like this. I saw a great tweet about this, though. Well, I don't know what it means, but I did see a great tweet about this. The reason Florida State was in the playoff discussion, I think Florida State's a really good team, but are they a team that can go into the SEC or the Big Ten and go undefeated? I I don't think so. Being in the ACC was the only reason they had a chance to be in the playoff in the first place. And the the, the tweet I saw made a good point. It's like, they're about to be Penn State. Something to that. We get a message on the C Spire text line that says FSU should have never voted to allow Stanford and the others to come in without a concession on that rights agreement. So Stanford and the others is Stanford, Cal, and SMU. And here's the thing. 
Florida State voted against it. Florida State and North Carolina and who was the other? Was Clemson the other? There, there were three schools that voted against it. I think it was Clemson, yeah. Florida yeah. State, Clemson, and North Carolina all voted no to expansion. But the 11 votes outweighed the three votes, and therefore they expanded. But, and, and, and we'll get into what's coming in a few minutes for the college football fix. But what hasn't changed is still they would have roughly a $120 million exit fee, three times the annual operating budget of the ACC is the, is the, is the exit fee. So they'd owe $120 million to get out the door, and they would have to somehow either legally have the grant of rights overturned by the courts or a negotiated settlement with the ACC to allow them out of their grant of rights. But hey, here's here's the, the danger in that for the ACC. If Florida State somehow gets out of the grant of rights or they negotiate their way out of that contract, the ACC's grant of rights becomes less valuable. They are one of the marquee teams in terms of eyeballs. When they play games, people watch, and that matters to ESPN. ESPN bought the grant of rights from the entire conference based on it having all of these schools. So if Florida State leaves, what happens if ESPN goes, all right, we're renegotiating the deal and you're not getting as much money this time? Which is part of what they're so mad about in the first place. And who besides Florida State is going to jump on board? And does Florida State have a landing spot if they actually get out of the ACC? That's the real question. That's the real question. That's the only question that matters. Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour, college football fix, coming up next in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Hey, guys. What happened? What the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi, on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. Five o'clock hour. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. On your Supertalk Mississippi radio stations, just four days away from Christmas. We'll be with you tomorrow afternoon. Don't forget that uh, we've got a whole lot of Steve Azar beginning on uh, Christmas Eve at one o'clock. So, one o'clock on January the 24th. That will run until. 6 p.m. on Christmas night. Uh, Willie says the particulars. Uh, yes, it will start at 1 p.m. on Christmas Eve, and we're going to be playing Christmas music. A lot of stuff from Mississippi artists, obviously. Uh, some Azar's own Christmas songs, including Catfish Christmas. And we're going to be playing some of the classics as well. Now, I will tell you this about Christmas music, and I'm an expert now because I've done this many times. There's about 20 Christmas songs. That's it. 
Okay, there's some variations. You got some that are just kind of their own thing, but it's about 20 total Christmas songs. Okay, Little Drummer Boy, Chestnuts, all that stuff. There's about 20 of them. That's it. So I took the liberty of getting some of the best cuts of those, and then getting some with some Mississippi flavor in there to kind of liven it up. You're not gonna hear Justin Bieber's take on. You know, Silent Night. I ain't playing that. Not happening. Nope. But you oh, might hear uh, John Lee Hooker singing Blues for Christmas. Okay? Very good. Okay. Very good. <clears throat> we were having this discussion the other day. It is All I Want for Christmas is You? Is that the last new Christmas song? It It's probably the last big hit original Christmas song, because I think she co-wrote that yeah. song with somebody. Yeah, and that was, what, 94, yeah. I think, when that song came out? Maybe 92. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of them. When somebody puts out a new Christmas album, here's what they do. They record all the the standards, okay? That's what they... It's, it's yeah. a cash grab. It's a cash grab. That's all it is. Yeah. Now, Azar, to his credit, wrote his own Christmas song, Catfish Christmas, which is kind of like, you know... It's very entertaining. It's funny. It's got a, a pretty good little music video to go along with it. So I give him credit for writing his own Christmas song. But most artists do not do that. The Selena no. Gomez's of the world—they're just recording, you know, the same old ones that everybody else is recording. Right. A report from the New York Post estimated that Mariah Carey makes around three million dollars every year from the song. All I Want for Christmas is You, the 1994 Yuletide classic. Um, yeah. In 2021, it was claimed that Carrie has raked in more than $60 million and continues to profit from the track because of the royalties that she is owed for third-party usage and enjoys sponsorship ties thanks to the song. Yep. Wow. Will listeners hear that song? Yes. If they tune in at the right time, okay. It's a really good song. I know, I agree. I'm with you. Here's the thing the Christmas music, if there's people that that try to do their own little thing, but most of them them are terrible terrible. when they write their own song. Yeah. She wrote one that's very catchy and good. You could hear it, you know, year round and it's still a good song. Uh, So, you know, she kind of threaded the needle on that one. So. The undisputed king of Christmas music is Bing Crosby. His White Christmas has sold an estimated 50 million copies. It is the top-selling Christmas song, and it is in the Guinness Book of Records, uh, World Records, as the highest-selling single of all time. He also holds the number two spot in the all-time rankings with his version of Silent Night, which had sold more than 30 million copies when this story was written in 2021. Mariah Carey, meanwhile, has, with All I Want for Christmas is You, sold uh, like more than 16 million. It's incredible. If you, if you, if you get it, Name something else Burl Ives did, okay? Please. 
I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor, okay? You can't. That's it. But guess what? He retired very, very wealthy man because of Holly Jolly Christmas. Brenda Lee. Name another Brenda Lee song. I'll wait. You can't. You got any Nat King Cole? Yeah, we play the Nat King Cole. Uh, which oh, yeah. one is it? Christmas? The, the Christmas she, song? The Christmas she, song. She did Rockin' Around the Halloween Tree. <laughs> uh, Bobby Helms. Name another one that Bobby Helms did. Jingle Bell Rock. That's it. That's all he had to do. Yeah. Do um, is, is there going to be a Wham sighting? No, I'm not. No, I might play that. No that Wham again. Wham song's okay. It's not bad. At that point, if you get Wham again, it's okay. If you made it all the way to Christmas Eve, you're you're okay. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. Do you have? I got, I got hit the other day when I was in the I studio. Hear? Say again. What? I said I got I got Whamageddon at the Super Talk Studio. Just walking around, just saying hello to people, and all of a sudden I, I got Whamageddon. I was very sad. Um, you got Whitney. Yes, I do have a Whitney Houston song in there. What about Gene Autry? Yep, Gene Autry, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh, Frosty. Yeah. He also did Rudolph. Um. And here's an interesting fact for you. The Chipmunk song, mm-hmm. there was no cartoon before. The, the song was the first thing the Chipmunks ever appeared on. The, car, the cartoon yeah. came years afterwards. Yeah, some guy figured out how to speed up his voice and slow down his voice to make the Chipmunks sound. And he said, well, I'm going to write a Christmas song. And he created all the characters. And boom, there you go. He's a millionaire. Do you have the first Noel by the Crash Test Dummies? No. We ain't <laughs> you need that. to throw that one in. It's- no. It's quality. It's good. Got to have that deep voice for the first Noel. Did, did you throw in Willie Nelson and Pretty Paper? Yes, that's a good one. It is a good one. And I picked some. You know, Azar. He's got some buddies of his that have done Christmas music, and it, some of them are, are kind of their own original. You got Otis things. Redding. Otis Redding's in there. James Brown put out a James Brown put out a Christmas album. And about half of it you can't play. It's it's kind of risque. Jeez. Amen. I, I don't, no, by the way, mind. know all of these songs and artists off the top of my head. I am throw, uh, scrolling through a list of the top 50 Christmas songs of all time. Which you, you have Chris with. Jericho you and the Christmas Hells? No. No? One no? That one. Okay. Right. You should. It's a good song. No, there's about Father 20, about 20 standards, song. I would say. And there, there's some variations, but... Who? Who? What? Beach Boys? Yeah, Beach Boys. we got, got I don't know, Saint two or three. Nick, little Saint That's Nick. their best one. Yeah, a little Saint Nick. Oh, man. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the college football fix. <laughs> That's two days in a row. We've uh, we kind of tanked the college football fix. We'll, That's we'll okay, come though. back to it. We have time remaining, and I just knew you were dying. I, mean, right I guarantee you in the final state and it's pending litigation. Final 40 minutes, we'll talk about college football at some point. We will. No, no question uh, about that. If uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you can join us. Oh, oh, here we go. Holy cow! Look at all these questions. Uh, let me. We'll just go rapid fire. Will all right. Seaspire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Looking for that last minute holiday gift? Seaspire can help. Great devices, great accessories. Check out a store or online at seaspire dot com. Seaspire customer inspired. Mike in Oxford, Sinatra. Yes, got to. Uh, how about the new Share album? <laughs> That's from Tim no. Jackson. 
Uh, Merry Christmas to the family, Robert Earl Keane. I can't play that one. I think has some risque lyrics in there, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it starts with Mom got drunk and Dad got drunk at our Christmas party. They were drinking champagne punch and homemade eggnog. Little, little sister brought risque. her new boyfriend. He was a Mexican. They didn't no, know what to think no, of him until he sang Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> uh, do you have Elvis Christmas? Oh, got the uh, whole album. I got the whole album of Elvis Christmas songs. I, I think actually Ed was asking about the Elvis Christmas parody, but I, I don't know if we got that. Uh, uh, imagine if uh, Rick Astley did a Christmas show, song. Uh, terrible. Never going to give you a uh, Merry Christmas, Never darling, gift by you the up. Carpenters. Uh, yeah, I think we have a Carpenters song in there somewhere. Christmas in Dixie? Christmas in Dixie by Alabama, yes. That's a standard. Uh, oh, Lucas and Union, hot take. Mariah's version of All I Want for Christmas is You is terrible. My chemical romance version of that song is 100 times better. You take your word for it there, Lucas. Tonight is the night. Nope. What was it? My chemical? No, none of that. The only chemicals uh, we're going to have is eggnog. That's it. Okay, strong take here. I'll listen to this debate. Nat King Cole is better than Bing Crosby. Oh. Probably a better human than Bing Crosby was. I know that. Bing is kind of a bad guy. but. All right. Sports Talk Mississippi. Let's see if we get to the college football fix coming up next. Sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi and a little something extra. Playing yeah. On this uh, Thursday in the Pearl River Resort Studio, Pearl River Resort, home of entertainment. Learn about everything that's happening at Pearl River Resort at their website, pearlriverresort.com, or do yourself a favor. Just visit them. Stop by in person, whether it's uh, the Gold Moon or the Silver Star or one of the live events or when it's a little bit warmer than it is right now, the water park. The wa- Hey, I cannot wait for it to warm up to get back to the Lazy River. His favorite mm-hmm. thing. The banana hammock you know you and the endless swimming in the lazy river. You knew it was coming. You I did. knew it I was did. coming. Um, let's get now, into a little college that. football fix. Ah, the college football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Holiday sales event going on. Good savings. Great time to get into a new Ford before the year comes to an end. BuyFordNow.com. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. All right, so let's unpack a little bit of what's going on with this Florida State story. 
Florida State's Board of Trustees has called a special board meeting for Friday morning. While no official reason has been given for the meeting, sources indicate to ESPN that the board is expected to discuss its long-term athletics future. It was announced on Thursday. It's three weeks after the Seminoles became the first undefeated Power 5 team to be left out of the college football playoff. They are expected to talk about, among other things, how the heck to get out of the ACC. They must vote on any action that the school decides to take, including a possible challenge to the grant of rights. So, again, let's go through this just for a second. Any ACC school that wants to leave the conference would have to challenge the grant of rights. And if you've heard that term a million times but you're not entirely sure what it is, it is simply... Each school in a given league saying to the conference office, we turn our television rights over to you to negotiate on our behalf the best media deal that you can get for the entire league. That's how it works. And so all of the current members of the ACC signed over a grant of rights exclusively to ESPN And that deal runs through 2036. We are about to turn the calendar over to 2024. That means there are 12 years remaining, and starting this coming year, both the Big Ten and the SEC will begin their new television deal, and the ACC is projected to, starting this next coming year, be operating at a $30 million deficit in comparison to those two leagues. As a one-off, it's probably not the end of the world. When it is a decade plus a couple of years, that's a lot for the ACC schools to swallow. The gap is just going to grow. That initial $30 million could very easily turn into 40 or $50 million by the time 2036 rolls around. Annually. Annually. Florida State has been the most outspoken There were seven schools that got together this past summer and talked about what can we do. Those seven schools were Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and NC State. No word as to whether or not NC State called North Carolina POSs in that meeting or if that was just in the locker room. And, of course, Florida State was the seventh of the schools. The ACC modified its distribution model during the offseason largely because Florida State pushed so hard for it, where they made it merit-based for postseason revenue. So the more successful you are, the more money you get. But then you've got these crazy statements. University President Richard McCullough made it clear that the school would, quote, very seriously, close quote, consider leaving the league. Peter Collins, the chairman of their board of trustees, said, quote, they will not, Um, The grant of rights, quote, will not be the document that keeps us from taking action, close quote. But here's the the problem. Chase asked the question on the ceasefire text line, but where would they go? Where would Florida State? Let's say they are successful, that they negotiate something. Hey, Dad, they pay the $120 million of the conference for an exit fee. Let's say they negotiate another... $100 million or so to get their grant of rights back. 
All right, so that means Florida State's got to come up with $220 million just to leave. If you're going to do that, you better have a landing spot. Are you sure that the SEC is interested in you? Because we live in the SEC world, and we're not sure that the SEC has any interest in Florida State, much less enough interest to say, come on down. Is the Big Ten... That, that's that's where I would think makes more sense, right? Because you can get into Florida. If we're talking about television sets, talking about wanting to get more eyes on the product, getting into the South, getting a, getting Florida. You got California, now you can get Florida. That's that the Florida State to the Big Ten makes more sense than Florida State to the SEC. Other than the absurdity of you have conference members in California, Washington State. Oregon, yes. Michigan, Illinois, yes. Indiana, yes. New Jersey, Massachusetts, New Jersey. the Carolinas, Virginia, Georgia. I heard um, West Durham in an interview this morning point out, and, and I was not aware of this, makes sense, I guess, because of the cities in which the ACC schools reside, the ACC has more top 50 TV markets than any other conference. What do you think about it? They got, they got Miami. They've got Atlanta. They've got Boston. They claim New York, although that's a little far-fetched because Rutgers, New York market, whatever. They've got Detroit. They've got East Lansing. I don't know what kind of market that is. Probably not top 50. You got Washington, D.C., Charlottesville. I mean, there are a lot of good markets. But... Somebody said, who in Georgia is Big Ten? Not Big Ten, ACC. Oh, I'm sorry. Nobody in Georgia is in the current Big Ten. My apologies. I was thinking about Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech's ACC, and I was kind of blending the two together. My bad. Um, Somebody said, didn't the SEC make an offer to Florida State years ago and FSU turned it down? Yeah, in 92. The college ball is a little different. Bobby Bowden now. thought no, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a little different scenario now than it was then. Isn't it isn't it crazy to look back on the bad decisions about conference affiliation through mm-hmm. the years? Mm-hmm. I mean, Tulane's decision Think to leave Tulane the SEC, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yeah. Sewanee. And Georgia Tech Georgia Tech leaves because their coach didn't like Bear Bryant, basically. Just didn't like him, so Bobby Dodd like, didn't like Bear cost, Bryant? Yeah, so basically that cost Georgia Tech hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. Mm. And relegated them to second-tier status in their own state. Yeah. Forever and ever. Yeah. Somebody said uh, Big Ten might as well take over the Conference USA name. Please let FSU die on the vine. Now, let me ask you this, hey, Dad. Would the SEC or the Big Ten be spiteful enough to string FSU along and make them think that they have a place, but tell them, I mean, you got to get out of your league first, let them get out of this grant of rights deal, and then go, I don't know, we're good. 
so as to let a oh. so as to let a power neuter itself. Miami would be really happy if that happened. I feel like Miami feels like they could split the state with Florida and be okay. Gosh, uh, I don't think that would happen. I don't think that it would. But that would be some hardcore cold. You know, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Succession, but uh, that feels like something that would happen on that show. Um, we get a message says back in the eighties, the legendary Memphis sports talk radio host George Lapidus said that the University of Memphis, which was Memphis State at the time, should pay the SEC whatever it takes to get in the conference. He was not wrong. But I don't even think that in the 80s that would have been of interest to the SEC. So it says, don't string them along, just don't take them. How does Notre Dame do media rights? Well, it's a combination. Their football media rights are standalone. They do their own deal there with NBC. And then they have a, uh, an agreement to compete in all other sports in the ACC, with the exception of hockey, in which they compete in the Big Ten. A little bit convoluted, but Notre Dame has carved itself out quite the niche. That's your college football fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. We're back on Sports Talk Mississippi. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Will Easton for Michael Borky. Yesterday on Thunder and Lightning on the radio, Brian Haydad visited with Mississippi State wide receivers coach Chad Bumpus. From the Farm Bureau guest line, my good friend Chad Bumpus, wide receivers coach at Mississippi State. I I texted you earlier today. Were you busy or something? I mean, nonstop. (laughs) It's been a a, a whole show, so... But yeah, no, we've been going. How's it going? How's everything? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to talk to you. Let's let's talk about before signing day. Let's talk about the time between uh, you know, when Zach Arnett was let go and then Jeff Levy comes in. You know, you're a first year head coach, a first year assistant coach here at Mississippi State. You're alma mater. This is where you were trying to get back to. What was the conversation like with Coach Levy where he let you know, "We want to keep you on staff here for 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 my tenure as well?" Um, it was really easy, actually. So the first day we talked, he had, he just called me. I think we had a scheduled staff meeting at like nine. And he was like, "Hey, let's get together at eight. Let's get up. Let's talk about some recruiting." And so, uh, I mean, we had a couple different conversations before he even told me. So I'm just like, "All right, mm-hmm. here we go." And then when he finally told me, he was like, "Yeah, so uh, you're staying on. So let's go to work." And it was that simple. <laughs> I, I know you had to appreciate that because absolutely. Just, I, I I know you wanted to stay, so yeah, that that was good news. And I think so. it was imp- it was important for Mississippi State to keep some coaches from from the old staff just to bridge the gap. And, and I asked Coach Levy about that this afternoon. He described your role as and, he, and this is a quote. He said, "Crucial to what you guys were able to pull off today in terms of signing day." And for me, with you, it starts with that receiver group. You've got three in the boat right now. You've got a couple more hopefully coming down down the pipe. J.J. Harrell is the ringleader of this class, and he's a guy that when he committed Chad, I thought, okay, he's a receiver, right? There's going to be drama with him. I know who you guys are. And there never was. This guy led your class the whole way. Just tell us about your relationship with J.J. Harrell and what kind of player he's going to be. 
He has been unbelievable. Obviously, we all know it. We see it. Um, but just like the, the maturity deal, and when we talked, because he had been committed to Tennessee, and when we talked, I talked with Coach Montgomery over in North, when he was at North Panola, and he was like, listen, if you're going to do this now, if we're going to do this, this is it. We're not going to play these games. He said, Coach, this is where I want to be. My family's Mississippi State. We got a great relationship. I'm locked in. And he has been that since since the day we had that conversation. So he's been awesome, man. And, again, you, you have to love the, the fact that he loves Mississippi State and he wants this place to be as good as it can be. He's helped us recruit as much as anybody. Um, and then you talk about him as a player. It's, I mean, there's so much untapped potential. That he, I mean, he, he great size. He can run. He's got great ball skills, great hands, runs really good routes. And, again, the, the craziest part about it is he's really raw. Like there's so much room for growth, so I'm excited about it. And he gets he graduates early, so he'll be here for spring ball, which is going to be huge for him um, and his development. So we couldn't be happier, man. We I think we got us one with him. Is he a guy that if he comes in with the right mindset and the right attitude, you could see him working his way into being a big contributor this fall? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's got all the ability, and like I told him. Um, with you, it's not about can you do it. It's all right. Are you, how fast do you pick up the playbook? How fast do you do you get used to the speed at this level? Um, learning the small details, but ability wise, there's no doubt about it. So um, now I get to be coach, you know, and I get, it's my job to get him ready. And as long as he's willing to work like he's been able to do, well, there'll be no issues. Then you pick up uh, a receiver from the state of Alabama, Mario Craver. I, I see speed when I see him. I see yeah. I see a guy who can take small plays and turn them into big plays. And you know we've been talking about this offense and, and the term "score from far." Feels like he's a guy who can do that for you. Oh yeah, he's one of those guys. Now you put the ball in his hands and he makes you a better coach. Um, he's a guy we've been on for a while. Uh, even with the last staff, we had been in constant communication with him. Um, we got close to getting him to jump in a couple of times, but it finally happened. And again, he's a guy, man. He can in the return game, like he does so many good things with the ball in his hands. Just put the ball in, give him the ball, and let him go. So excited about him, uh, his, his flexibility. Obviously, you look at him, you think slot receiver, but with that speed, you could put him outside too. So he's a guy who, um, again, gets here early, so he'll be able to go through spring ball and uh, get accustomed to it and get rolling. And then you picked up uh, another guy just a few minutes ago, actually, right right before the show came on the air. Uh, you, you flip a guy from Stanford, Ricky Johnson. Uh, I know that his recruitment was kind of you know sort of hush hush over the past few weekends. When did he pop up on the radar for you, and and what does he bring to Starkville? Um, again, Ricky's a guy that we saw. I mean, when I first got here, really, um, not a whole lot of traction with him early on, but he's a guy that I mean. Even after spring ball, I went down to see him, and you watch his tape, and you, you, you love what you see on tape. And then, again, you, you, you meet the kid, and academic guy, really, really smart, and just a football player. What's so special about Ricky is Ricky, is, his high school offense is exactly what we're going to be running this fall. So when we were on our visit last weekend, we're sitting down watching tape. And he's calling out the plays, the same, and it's the same name. There's no terminology difference for him. So what we call it here is what they called it in high school. So he's got that leg up, man. He uh, he understands the offense. Again, there's some read stuff involved in there, and he gets it, man. He's a smart kid, 
and he can really go now. He, I'm excited about him. Wish we could get in here early, um, but no, he's another one that we're really excited about. He has all the tools. We haven't talked about the transfer portal much. We, we sort of focus on the high school guys, but you've got a big one there in Kelly Akari from, from UTEP. This is a guy who averaged 21 yards a catch a season ago. Again, going back to what we said about the Jeff Levy offense and the big plays in the passing game, it felt like you needed a veteran guy in, in, out of the portal in this group, and, and you got one. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a, he's a really good one. Um, we're excited about him as well. <laughs> he, uh, he's a guy who popped up. I flew out to see him. Sat down with him. We talked, and he um, he was uh, he he told me exactly what he was looking for, and that's what we needed. So it was, I think, a perfect match. Um, again, you talk about just some leadership in that room. You look at that room. What we got coming back? We got four guys that played receiving for it last year coming back. So you you have to add some depth there. Um, obviously, we, the, the the in state was loaded with talent this year, so wanted to get as many of those guys as we could. Obviously, there's still two out there that we're waiting on that we hope we get some good news from. Um, but, yeah, you talk about, hey, we're going to add five, six freshman receivers. we got to get some uh, some older guys in that room, too. And he came in, fit perfect with us, uh, had the right attitude. Again, a mature guy who's played a lot of ball and who's been successful, big play guy. So um, that's what we need in this offense. Are there some similarities between this receiver group and the one that you were part of as, as a player? You, when you came to Mississippi State, State needed to get that immediate infusion of talent out of the receiver room. They didn't have a lot of proven guys, so guys like you, uh, Brandon Heavens, and others were able to play a little earlier than maybe you, you would have thought. Is there sort of some similarities there for you? Absolutely. We, uh, I've talked about it with Coach Levy. I've talked about it with, with some of, some of the recruits. It's very similar in the fact that we came in my freshman year. We played four true freshmen at receiver that year. You know, mm-hmm. so again, and it's good because I talked to them, got to those guys about, hey, you got to grow up fast. You don't, you don't get to have the average freshman year. Um, there's going to be a lot of, we're going to depend on y'all a lot. So we need you guys to be mature, grow up fast, and take this serious. Understand what, what the, uh, what opportunity you got in front of you and take advantage of it. You come here to play. Well, here you go. All right. We're going to throw you out there. We're going to learn. Obviously, there's going to be some freshman mistakes, but we're going to learn through them. We're going to get better. And these guys are going to help us a lot. Just what are your initial thoughts about this offense and, and the talent you have? Do you feel like you've got guys who can make this, this offense click in year one? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because again, the guys that were in the room, come from an air raid system. And, again, this is not that system, but um, there's a lot. We, we spread the field out. Um, and that, what I love about it, there's, there's, there's a lot of choice and option routes involved in the offense where you and the quarterback have to be on the same page. you got to see the field the same. Um, and it helps you be a, a, a more complete receiver just because you're not just worried about the guy across from you. you got to read the, the, the whole shell back there, just like the quarterback, and make sure you're, you're seeing the same thing. So, um, I think we have the pieces. I think we, and again, with the additions, I think we're going to be set up perfect. So, um, obviously, with those guys being new and just getting on the same page with the quarterback, it's going to be good. But um, I'm excited. I think we got what we need, and I'm <laughs> ready to get rolling and watch these guys go at it. We only got about a minute left, so let's say 30 seconds for your answer here. But Blake Shapen, what do you like about him as a quarterback? Experience. If you got a quarterback, you got a chance. He's a guy 
who has a lot of experience. And what I really like about him, he's got some stuff to him. You know, he's got he brings some swagger to that room, and he uh, he's a guy who's also been recruiting his tail off, right? Coach, you tell us who we who who we're on, who we're interested in. Give me that number. I'm gonna call him. Um, again, he's out in Texas. Him and Kelly worked out yesterday, so you know what I mean. They they they're taking this serious, and we got the right guys to, to get done what we want to get done. All right, one last thing before you go. I believe you told me it was her birthday this past weekend. I'm going to give a shout-out to Chad's mom. Yeah, my mom, happy birthday, uh, December 16th of every year. So uh, she's a year younger this year. Um, <laughs> so, no. There we go. Chad Bumpus, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. That was yesterday. Brian Haydad with Mississippi State wide receivers coach Chad Bumpus on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We'll be back to wrap up Sports Talk Mississippi after this. Sports Talk Mississippi continues. Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com. I know we're just now getting into the time of year where it's like good and chilly, but before you know it, we'll be back to spring. We'll be thinking about going to baseball games and being outside, and you'll be ready for that brand new spring collection from Genteel. It's not far away. They'll be. Eh, Late January, early February, you'll get the uh, new spring collection uh, that includes a lot of cool stuff. I, I will tell you, I've gotten a sneak peek, and my favorite is the, you know, they've got the performance weight in in the golf shirts. Hey, Dad, you love those? They're doing that material mm-hmm. in uh, in hoodies that'll be out for the uh, for the spring. Can't wait for those. Uh, Genteel, genteelapparel.com. Get 10% off your order just by entering your email address. You can go to their classic collection, their club collection, which is golf primarily. Hope you look your best on and off the courts. Or the lodge collection, which is more of an outdoors look. Great stuff from Genteel. Genteelapparel.com, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. What have we learned today? Anything? I don't know if we really want to go down that path. Yeah. Wasn't Will supposed to tell us what his favorite gift was or something? You, you brought oh, that yeah, up yeah. early I forgot in the about show. That. that was the very beginning. Uh, Will East, favorite Christmas present ever? <clears throat> I got a uh, a scooter one time, um, and us country boys, we ride it in the hills, so we were out there in a... This old scooter, and you know, all my friends had dirt bikes and stuff. So I, I had a scooter growing up, but it was really cool. It was really fun, and I, I, my, my it's still at my mom's garage right now. Um, so that Is it was like probably a Vespa. My, yeah, nah, not a Vespa. I don't remember what what the brand name was, but uh, it and was. The Vespas didn't make it to Port Newark, so that's no good. We have a Vespa. My dad was into motorcycles. Uh, we have a Vespa, an old school looking Vespa. It's probably worth something. Uh, it's orange colored. Those uh, are cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. If you go over to Europe, uh, they ride them everywhere over there. Yeah, 
I think you should ride one in in the Metro Jackson area. It feels like they'd be really safe on the interstate. <sighs> well, can I tell you a quick story? Uh, yesterday, I was pulling in. By all means. And uh, there was a guy in a uh, motorized wheelchair in the turning lane of a interstate. <clears throat> no. Yes. So as Ooh. I was getting off, he was in front of me and was had to wait for him to get out of the way before I could get off the interstate. Yep. So you don't think he was like driving it on the interstate, <laughs> I right? I mean, like surely he was on the shoulder or something. He and to his credit, you know they all how they teach you to do the arm thing. You know, put your arm out if you're turning right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did that because <laughs> he didn't have a turn signal. <laughs> Why didn't they put a turn signal on my motorized chair? Well, it's not really designed to operate in traffic. This is more of a... Uh, uh, wow. Wow. Um, you know, one thing that does come equipped with a turn signal? A brand new Ford F-150 from Belk Ford on Highway 6 West in Oxford. But they've got way more than just F-150s. A lot of selection on the lot. But the thing that stands out, I mean, beyond the vehicles themselves, is the service department and the care that you get after the sale. Whether it's something as simple as getting your tires rotated or your uh, your oil changed or it's something more extensive than that, they have a really, really top-notch diesel shop. They've got uh, all of the cutting-edge technology for the computer repairs that are necessary for your vehicle, and um, their new service guarantee is if you live in and around the Oxford area, they will come get your vehicle, take it to the shop, do the maintenance that needs to uh, happen, and then return it to you all at no charge. Learn more about that at their website, belkford.com or oxfordtoyota.net. Great selection, great people, family-owned company, has been for a really, really long time, and tell them, that you heard about them on Sports Talk Mississippi. Two football options for you tonight. You have the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, South Florida and Syracuse. Syracuse, a three-point favorite in that game. And you got a little Thursday night football in the NFL. Prime video, got to watch it on uh, Amazon. New Orleans and the L.A. Rams, both 7-7. Seven and seven. Hey, Dad, this is a big game for your Saints. Yeah, I think I saw the Saints win there, about a 75% chance to make the playoffs. So, fingers crossed. Saints tied at 7-7 seven and seven in the NFC South. They've got uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks after this game with the Rams. Games remaining against both the Bucks and the Falcons. They're kind of in that control-their-own-destiny phase. Enjoy that tonight. We'll be back with you to wrap up the week tomorrow. Good night.
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.